And welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name is Sammington of the Bradley on the Shire with the Wold under Tyne. Colossus. Sam Bradley. <laughs> Fantastic, thank you. The Colossus absolutely threw me then. And <laughs> thank you very welcome, much. ladies and gentlemen, to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Sam, how the devil are you? I'm very well, thank you. I haven't had much D&Ding to do this week, so I'm jonesing for a fix. I'm hoping that we can get our crew together. Well, hold out your arm and slap your veins, my friend, because oh my I've God. got a big injection needle and it's full of Dungeons and Dragons oh right here, right now, baby. So, Sam, this week, um, just to let you know, I've been experimenting with uh, temporal energies uh, time and more specifically to do with space mm -hmm. um and it's been uh, it's been pretty balmy i'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie so i accidentally honey i shrunk the kids myself mm -hmm. um down to yeah. you know ant-man size uh -huh. and and i was stuck in the carpet for three days basically now turns out within the micro uh Fibers. sphere that is my own carpet between each frong that, you know, when you look at it, is is completely one covering thing. But between each of those, there are villages and villages of tiny, tiny people. You need a new hoover, um, is what you need. You need a better vacuum cleaner, first of all. Well, this is the thing, is the vacuum came on and they were like, oh no, it's the great sucking. And everybody dive into the, uh, <laughs> dive into your shelters. <laughs> and anyway, they're all, they're all gathering around and they go, listen, we hear you recording mm. starter set every single week because we're in the carpet. Mm -hmm. Where, when we're not listening to you record the show, can we possibly find out any starter set news? And I said, well, listen, you're not listening very well because every single week Sam tells us uh, but then where you they can find that, that they're out. They're not listening to our show. They're listening to one half of the show, your half. That's true. I've just figured that out as well. But in this... Doesn't matter if I say it, they're not going to hear it, are they? <laughs> Anyway, Sam, do you want to tell the people where they can find more starter set information and stuff about us? Yeah, always. Always, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Startaset.co.uk, you can find all the shows there, you can find links to our social, you can also find the store where you can buy the People's Republic of Equilibrium map, and you can also support the show by buying the starter set manual of homebrew heroes if you just want to check out the instagram it is starter set podcast less than a coffee yeah rude okay starter set show on facebook and twitter go on what's less than a coffee <laughs> sorry you paused a bit on the on the skype stream so i thought you'd stopped <laughs> i'll edit this bit out that'll be fine no leave it in they have to know they have to know eventually we're fucking idiots <laughs> close it out let's finish it up um what we're going to do is, obviously, we've gone through these uh, episodes and sort of brought all of these things to look at when you're making your own homebrew worlds. Um, and we're going to put that into practice. So, Sam has obviously made um, Caraxia with all of its uh, various places and peoples. Mm -hmm. Now it's my turn. What we're going to do is Sam is going to ask me uh, questions, quick-fire questions, and in the next 20-ish minutes, I'm going to throw together a world slash campaign setting 
This isn't prepared, so it could go completely tits up. But hey. We're here. We're just going to ride that wave. <laughs> all right, Ed. Are you ready? Yes. Do you want to chalk your hands at all? Chalked. Nice. Excellent. Okay, Ed. Mm. First up, gods. Give me some gods. Give me some pantheons. Give me some immortal beings from the nether realm. Okay. So, let's do it like this. Um, I'm going to operate on a system where gods exist because there is faith in them. So, what this means is, um, is it means that your clerics and your paladins can come to you and go, I like this god, and he can just straight up take it. So, it means that you have... Um, You've got Odin potentially running around with uh, the Egyptian god Set. And they're awesome. all there. And you can basically steal from any pantheon that you want. If you go, yeah, do you know what? I fancy a little bit of Greek stuff. That guy can come over here. Um, I fancy a little bit of Mars. He can come over here. Um, and then you can operate it that way, right? So, and dependent on how much belief they have in them is how much influence they have upon the world i like that a lot that okay. sounds like a really good way of working that what that allows you to do as well is it also allows you to um justify your leveling system because mm -hmm. as you're sort of creating more faith and you have this relationship with your god and deity whoever it is you then get more access to more spells because you're you know you're using more you've got more belief in there you're potentially spreading the word of um Anubis, let's call, let's mm -hmm. call him out. Um, and then, hey, look at me. I can now summon demon dogs. Love it. Okay, side question. Mm. If all gods are based on belief, mm. can I just draw a god and say, well, I believe in this god, and it has the power of one person? Uh, are you just going to draw yourself? No, I hadn't thought of that, but possibly. <laughs> Let's go with the first one first. Um, theoretically, <clears throat> yes. So I think, because this is where it kind of falls down, because now that I've thought about this, there are there is the danger for... No, actually, it kind of works, because it also adds quite nicely into um, druids and how they operate, because they then believe in the natural world, ergo, maybe there's a spirit or there is something that is... is ingests like the rock if i believe enough in that rock that rock can help me you know blast out um some magical energies so yes in answer to your cool. question you can do now what this and and you, there is actually a race within dungeons and dragons called the kua toa okay who have this ability where if they believe in something enough and they can sort of change it and things like that it becomes into existence it's in a similar sense of that, but they live in a pantheonic state. Now, you kind of have to, when you're making those choices, obviously set from a world-building world, set some levels in terms of, of all right, these guys are around and these are the big ones. There are other people that also believe in this area, so you can kind of do that. But what it allows you to do is it allows you to put the choice in the hands of your players and then mm -hmm. they can make their god and go boom. And then you can say how much, how much levels of faith they have. And if it's low, then brilliant. Mm -hmm. They're going to be really working to get that, um, you know, get that out there. But if not, then excellent. They can also be picking up some, um, some sort of classics, to say the least. Cool. Okay. Next, 
Ancient race. Last one, two wordy. Come on, brevity. Oh, ancient yeah, that's race. True. Is that there was, an ancient race? I went on. <laughs> uh, of course there's an ancient race. There's always an ancient race because this is Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons. There's lost knowledge. Um, right, so... Ancient race, what we're going to do is we're going to do a a, uh, a dinosaur-style extinction event, right? Um, and I think, actually, this is still in existence. This is going to help me build the world. So the world is a dualistic um, planetary system, which basically means two planets orbiting each other. It's not always been like that it. way. Uh-huh. The one planet, and this is the secondary one to the one that this takes place in, has been knocked out of its orbit by a meteorite or something like that, come along, spun around, completely messed up the gravitational pulls on this one that we're all on, and, you know, tidal waves, earthquakes, every possible thing that could go wrong has wiped out the previous um, previous peoples. And with that in mind and thinking about the gods, why don't we make it um, a weird old-school bastardized version of our earth where all histories kind of existed in once and then they were wiped out and the humans were wiped out and the humans that now exist on the world and the planet wow this is really good um the humans that now exist on the planet are survivors just survivors but because they have such short lifespans nobody really remembers those times done so it's ancient earth theory check out robert shock dr robert shock if you have a minute and you want to do some extra reading next Cool. Cities, land masses. Okay, so land masses. So this is where we get into the campaign setting rather than the world as a natural thing. Let's go... Um, okay, I'm thinking of a Pangaea-like continent. Love it. Which is kind of circular in build, but it's stuck in the middle of an internal ocean. So if you if you create a land mass and make it as a donut, okay? Oh, cool, And then okay. the middle of the donut is ocean... And then in the middle of the middle of the donut is the donut ring, the oh, bit that was shit. punched out, and we're talking about <laughs> that little island there. Okay, so it's, oh, right. it's like a full okay. circular island in the center of this thing. There are other races, obviously, all around on the edges and everything like that, and that was playing whatever it is. But that's mm-hmm. what we're going to focus on. Um, and it's it's huge. It's a you know it's sort of Africa's kind of size in terms of coverage yeah. of yeah planetary, which means that it has all of the different um, weather elements within that. Uh, and let's go from a city's point of view. Let's put... F- one, two, three. Let's put five cities in there. Like it. Okay. And what we're going to do is going to set them at, at compass points. North, south, east, west, and then one in the middle. The one in the middle Seems acts... Seems like a good thought process. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. The one in the middle acts as a trade, um, a trade thing. That's where you kind of get all of your collections coming through and everybody living together. The ones on the outside, each one has, except one, has its own thing that it does. Um, one of them is completely wasteland. It's a huge, just ruined Ooh. city, absolutely gone. Uh, what I don't. Uh, I knew as soon as I said that you'd ask me that. <laughs> and I can't figure that out. <clears throat> Let's say. Bit of meteorite flew off the other planet and hit it, and they thought it was an act of war, and everyone's a bit pissed off about it. No, let's go. But no one will talk about it. Let's go. As this continent was forming, there obviously was wars from that front, right? Um, and it is merely a leftover remnant of. Uh... Here we go. There are no dwarves on this island, naturally. 
and the city okay. that was left over there was a dwarven city. Okay, Ooh, so we're talking okay. in the past, huge uh, mass genocide. Everybody's gone from that front, um, taken out by the basically the other three, four collective before these cities sprung up almost. Um, and then that that ancient thing there is there. And that, a lot of the time, because the way dwarves operate, is where you got a lot of, also a lot of your stuff, you know, of your ancient mm -hmm. bits and bobs. Um, and maybe that's because they were hoarding all the magical items. They they had that sort of, no, we're secular, we look after ourselves. And then the rest of the races that live on this island, which uh, we're going to go humans, because they're everywhere, um, kobolds, because I love them and I think they should be used a lot more as a standard. Mm -hmm. Um... <clears throat> Elves, all types. In fact, one one of the cities is made up of sea elves and tritons, as a standard, um, and it's quasi-submerged. Let's put that there, and we'll put that in the north. And those are the big traders. They're the big boat builders or submarine builders or whatever you want to call them. Um, kobolds, uh, we'll do kobolds and humans. They can live together because they're kind of a bit weird from that front, and mm -hmm. humans get everywhere. Um, as, and gnomes, let's chuck those three in there. And then the central city is a halfling city. Um, okay. Right, where they use sort of their, um, you know, here is hearth and home forever kind of vibe to be a bastion for others who are exploring. And then finally, we'll go to the other one, which is elves and orcs living in conjunction. Um, primarily, okay. each of them... I like that. Each of these cities... Oh, uh, uh, with a smattering of tieflings throughout um, yeah because yeah obviously <clears throat> yeah the little sort of salt and pepper on top um, so how do you handle races if your players want to play a race that isn't in that uh, kind of short list you just mentioned yeah no it is a short list I will give you that oh Christ we, we uh, let's let's throw in some um, convergent as well because they're kind of fun too we spent time actually making those um, nice. and gangi to the north branding 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 no no gangi I'm not, the gangi aren't here the gangi are an external yeah, yeah. The Gangi are everywhere, mate. External, because what we'll do is they are one of the trading cities that come into the um, the elves and the tritons, the sea elves and the tritons, um, and they they're the only ones that have figured out how to deal with that, right? But the thing is, is because this is an island, um, mm. it's and it's in the center of a giant sea, an ocean. It's really easy to go. Yeah, this person's here from an expo exploratory point of view. Yeah, always, so, yeah, for any number of reasons, really. You know, trade yeah. ship, slave ship, that kind of thing. Exactly. So if you want to get that stuff involved, and it's not one of those ones that I've just mentioned, because those are just the native ones, you go, here's your outlander background or far traveler or something like that, and then you put them in. Do you want to know what the Gangi word for far traveler is? <laughs> I think it's two syllable, but go for it. No, it's not. It's far traveler. Because oh. they're always from far away and they haven't translated it yet. But I bet I know what it'll be when they do translate it. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we've got our races sorted out. We've got our cities yep. sort of loosely pointed out. We know our landmass. Now, between those cities, what's mm -hmm. the terrain like? What are, the are there towns? Are there homesteads? Frontiers? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think... You're going to be picking out, and this will be dependent, and I haven't figured out the scale yet, but usually I do scale by days, days of travel. So let's do mm -hmm. it uh, on foot. So let's do it every... You probably have a lot of frontier things popping up, but no real big towns. 
because people need to travel from one to the other. And the wilderness outside is still very, very inhospitable. Um, you don't go outside of the city is gates. Is it hot? Is it hot climate? Is it a cold climate? Um, temperate mostly. Okay. There are areas of intense... Ah, here we go. This is quite fun. So there, there is one area where the plains have been um, eroded because of whatever. Du- ah, I'll tell you what, here we go. The plains have been eroded because of that gravitational pull and flux. Um, like this it. And generates- that's how we have convergent. That makes sense. Yes, perfect. Even better. This generates some crazy, crazy weather occurrences um, because dependent on the time of year, the wearings change between each uh, plane of existence. So there are, there could maybe be points where the fire plane and the water plane are hitting each other and just creating like steam and fog and most of the the island is covered in like steam and fog and that's I and, like that a lot. And the way that people have adapted to that is going right okay it looks it's going to be you know fog season and maybe you make it almost like that's how they measure changings of time. So instead of mm-hmm. years in the natural sense, it's actually about seasons, and they call these Four seasons. Ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the changing of the plane shifting element is the changing of the seasons. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, towns as good as that. Yes, one. <laughs> yes. Um, so answer to that: no real towns, mainly um, like very loose sort of uh, think Lost Legion kind of thing. There's mm-hmm. Fort, blah, blah. It has a decent inn in it. And like 12 guys that live in it continually. Um, mm-hmm. And they basically watch out for wildlife. Uh, and that's kind of like good good for your um, heroes, isn't it? Oh, I need a, I need someone to take me from here to here. Yes, exactly. Well, it's, it's How long is it? Oh, it's like a day's travel. Why yeah. didn't you just go alone? Oh, because it's a fucking day's solid travel and we can't stop. Yes, yes. Um, and what we'll do is we'll put as well... Um, potentially on the cusp of invention the idea of magical powered trains ooh maglev trains I like that yeah I like that kind of vibe um, kind of that vibe we'll do it and this is only because I can't think of something that's sort of a little bit more uh, interesting from a point of how to just re-describe a train you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We've already got teleportation circles. Yeah, exactly. So so think of it like a train element that'll be on the cusp of invention thanks to uh and, and the point of contention with this is it's based on technologies pulled from the old dwarven elements. They've taken their right, old mineshaft okay. techs which they used to use and however that ran or whatever um and they've they've bastardized that and changed that into something which is now a movement thing of of you know, forward propulsion mm-hmm. and movement, um, and it's a bit ropey. Like a lot. Okay. Okay. That's that. Where we have cities and homesteads, we have people, and where we have people, Ed, we have factions, heroes, villains. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did another one. Then. That was good. That was <laughs> yeah. like, that was like a rap. <laughs> All right. Um, people, heroes, factions. So. Um, each city itself, um, th- because because of the way that dwarven element separated itself and became quite separate, 
Um, quite large cities, aren't they? Yes, very be. much so. Only, yeah, mega cities. Okay. Yeah, cool. um, and it's recognised that the reason why everybody gets along now is, or used to be, from a point of mutually assured destruction, because that's what happened with the dwarves. They got a bit too big for their boots. Everybody banded together and said, "Listen, you guys got to calm down." They said, "No." Boom. This is what yeah. happens. Um, okay. So that used to hold the sway, but now it's held together by a council of individuals from each city. Maybe two representatives from each city. So what's that one? Ten, ten city representatives, right? Eight, because one city's kind of... Thank you, for forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, eight. eight. The council of eight. Yes. Um, so, or, you know, a, a conglomerative, collective... Um, and they're built up of a political leader, you know, for the people, um, mm-hmm. and a impartial, which is for the world and for everything. Infrastructure, yeah, okay. Yeah, so the political one is obviously going, this is what all of our people want, um, and then the impartial individual is all about, this is this is what's right and moral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. You know, to kind of check check that, and that would usually potentially be a druid or a, or a cleric or one of those ones who tends to be that sort of the wisdom front. Whereas the other side of things, you probably have something like a uh, human, something disgusting, one without purpose. <laughs> well, something like a like a wizard um, as the political front, or a wizard, or potentially a bard who's purely yeah. charisma based. Um, so the wizard is sitting there going, no, "This is how we can move things forwards." And then the cleric goes, but listen, Jeremy, if you do that, millions, millions will die. And he goes, what do you, so? And it's like, no, that's a bad thing. Millions of people die every day, brother. It's yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's that's the balance and checks. And that's how that runs from a factional point of view is within that, then potentially we have a few things. So I'm just going to list off a few like areas of, and we'll basically think of these as houses or guilds, but there's definitely a postal service. Of course. Um, <clears throat> and they're, they're a big deal because of the way the politics runs. Right? It's all okay. through that. Oh, no, because of votes and stuff. Yeah, because of votes, no TV, nothing else. The only reason the only reason you get news is because of the free postal service. And they are very, very hot on making sure that what they write is free from other areas of influence. Um, That's really cool. How, you know, we think our press operates, but it doesn't. Um, and and any any sort this of this guy, I you know any sort of sniffs of corruption is like absolutely come down on like yeah. some shit. Um, next up, then we obviously have to have somebody who looks after all the banks, um, which is could probably be a representative from one of those uh, one of the one of the collective council cabal, whatever they are. Um, okay. Industry, you've mm-hmm. got a collection of people, and they, again, this is, these are all sort of collectives from each city who all think about this now yeah. collectively, and um, because mm-hmm. it's got to a really good level of equilibrium across the board. Uh, right. That'll do for now. Oh, and somebody who looks after all the militaristic vibes, the the protectorate yeah. who looks after everybody else around. Um, she can't be trusted. I'm telling you now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's it. That's that one. Um, what have we got next okay so finally finally Uh 
uh-huh. magic. We've kind of mentioned it a little bit with the yeah. whole dwarven thing and the ancient race. Where does magic <clears throat> sit in this world? Okay, so magic, I've kind of figured out from the faith and the... Because faith is really easy to do in D&D, is, is it's always drawn from your gods. So uh-huh. your belief in that charges your own spells. Brilliant, easy. The natural magics are pulled from the land itself um, and from the belief. Because if we think about this, if you can believe it, um, it's almost like belief is in this sense is almost like a currency. If you can believe it enough or connect with it enough mm-hmm. that you can then cast the spells. So if I talk to this rock or river or lake or stream um, and work with it, it will give me these powers what i need okay so for like a, yeah so for a druid it may be points where they have to actually connect back to back to a natural point where they can then almost charge you know like a like a uh, like a um solar solar battery pack <laughs> i like that um and then finally let's do the arcane which is always tricky mm-hmm. so the arcane ah here we go the arcane is pulled through um, and stored like batteries um, like during it. during one of the seasons. So one of the seasons, obviously, oh. because we're talking about planes of existence, will open up into some of the weird ones, right? Uh, it could mm-hmm. be Limbo, could be the Macarnus. Nine... Yeah, Macarnus. It could even be the Nine Hells. Um, and at that point, and this is the reason, this is the reason, that's it. Every so often... The portal opens up into the nine hells or into uh, what's the other one? Uh, devils and demons, the abyss. There we go, into the abyss, mm-hmm. and pouring forth comes this horrible horde oh, of terribleness, shit. and that's okay. when everybody's like, "This is happening," and you always get like a pre uh, a pre warning that this is going to kick off. So they're all <laughs> stay indoors. Yeah, stay indoors, lock down. Um, and the armies, all our collective armies are going forth with all of our massive cannons pointed at the mouth of the of the breach. We can't and close then one it. Guy, yeah. One guy has to go in with an extension lead and just <laughs> click and then runs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Get the fuck out, it's got nine heads! <laughs> and that's and then so that so when that bleed is happening, that's when mm-hmm. those energies come through and they charge these points which people have used and figured out how to that's where they charge and store arcane energies. Um, and okay, then there's I this like big thing around, can't use too much, you know, arcane power, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, one of the reasons... Yeah. Or else we've got to look into Satan's back passage again. Yeah, exactly. Or we've got to figure out ways to open that up again, which we don't want to do without being prepared to deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. So then you actually start engineering in a potential energy crisis into your campaign. Love it. Which is a great point of, of contention. Yeah. Man, I like this okay. place. Finally, yeah. finally, we don't have time for random encounters. Forget about it. That's done. Forget you had your about last it. Last week. Forget about it. What is this world called? Ah, uh, okay. So, Edtopia. <laughs> We're candid. <laughs> We're candid. Um, no. So let's call because it's circular. Let's think of a. Um, and I don't. Oh wow. Whoa. I'm treading on Pratchett uh, territory here, so I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. Let's call the world because it's a twin. It's a twin, uh, twin planetary element. So let's call it like Geminatus, right? Love that. Yeah. That's actually really good. I like that. 
Um, it, it, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but there we go. Deal with it. Uh, and then the continent or the campaign setting, uh, let's call it... Bugaboo. Let's not call it Bugaboo, because that, <laughs> that would immediately lose any sort of... Because then the currency could be called bugger bucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's call it. Um, I'll keep saying stuff with bugger in it until you until you acquiesce. I know, and I'm really, I'm, I'm scrambling for stuff now. I'm actually just looking around my room, going, "What can I possibly call it?" Um, the center of bugger is the main city. Um, there's uh, stop it. Bugger wet. No, that's the northern city. No. There's, there's, there's there's bugger field. There's too much of this now. Uh, let's call it Depma. Depma. Depma is actually much cooler than Bugaboo. Whatever, I'll let you have it. <laughs> All right. There is the campaign setting of Depma in the twin worlds of Geminatus. Um, in the Bugaboo archipelago. God damn it. Uh, somewhere where you can start out one of your campaigns if you like it. I hope you do. Let's bring the show to a close, Sam, after, a, mm-hmm. after that roller coaster of a ride. As always, you have been our listeners. If you have enjoyed this show, uh, please do comment on whichever platform you're listening to. If you want to support the show again, go to starterset.co.uk. Check out the um, articles that we've put up there uh, within the shop. And if you can buy those, that keeps me and Sam very happy. And we can start doing more and more and more and more and more. As always... Uh, you've been our listeners we've been starter set roll well and we will see you next week goodbye do you want to know what the gangy word for bugaboo is no well Ed's taken that away from you listeners (laughs) Ed's (laughs) taken that away (laughs) next week campaign chronicles or something bye